Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for 24, season three, episode two. Uh, two hours in, and we're still not tired of it. Uh, this is already improvement over last season, I think. Uh, and uh, we get to talk about all the excitement today, including Ramon Salazar and the love story of Kim and Chase, all that classic love story. That, uh, that that's got a top Titanic and gone with the wind and everything else. And uh, Jack, maybe or maybe not shooting up heroin, all the, the biggest drama points of season three. Uh, my name is Colin Slimeball. And my name is Ben. And shut up, stupid. <laughs> I am so glad you picked that. Is this episode just loaded with the worst insults ever or what? <laughs> this is this might be my favorite episode of television ever that we've got Kiva Sutherland uttering like, shut up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a smart ass. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was really hoping that we would have seen, like, I don't know, not Duppy Demetrius, because we love Duppy Demetrius now, but see somebody like inexperienced writing this script, but to know that this came from Jell Cernow and Michael Oseven, they just are going wild on stupid and slime ball. And I, I had a couple others in here. It's so bad. I, 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 we're on the topic of it now, but like, I swear it actually works because like, I just, there's just something about Kiva Sutherland uttering the lines, shut up stupid, which like actually really works. And it's just hilarious at the same time. Like this is, this is almost like chopper command. Shut up stupid. <laughs> This is, uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest, this is an average episode. Uh, it's not quite up to uh, uh, the, the quality of last week, but there's some fun in here. Um, half of the fun is the bad insults we get thrown around, but uh, I think it's still a solid episode uh, for the most part. Uh, maybe not the, the most action-packed, most heavy episode that uh, we're going to get in this first block, but uh, solid enough. I guess that's the easy way to say it. solid enough. One thing we should say, this is the 50th episode of 24. So, uh, happy yes. 50th episode. Um, I like, yeah, this isn't as good as last week, but I still really enjoy this episode. It's just, again, maybe it's just I have such a bias for this season because you're right, it's not action-packed. It's it's very dialogue and kind of drama-driven, but it's, there's something, this is kind of almost like what I wanted season two to be, like how I was saying about how season two is so rushed. This is building to something. This is like mm-hmm. really, like, keeping the tension it's very season one in the fact that you're drawing this out you've kind of gone back to the drawing board to build the tension up you're just laying the groundwork i mean there's a couple of moments where there's definitely like okay this wouldn't be this way if this is real life like again palmer's again being very calm for a president who's just you know got a possible threat but at the same time i also want to argue that i feel they're also overdoing this you know they've just gotten one body and they're just like oh my god quick shut down the city it's like well you're gonna dig into this a little bit more but 
there's just something with it that works and joke what you will about the Kim and Chase stuff. Like I even really think that kind of works. Like I'm really jumping on the James Badge Dale train all of a sudden. I think he's great. Um, and the Salazar stuff's good. And yeah, like it's, it's just solid. It's just, there's just stuff going on here that just makes me want to keep watching. Um, whereas not that there weren't in season two, but like season two was just like, Oh my God, we've got a nuclear bomb. This season is like, okay guys, take a step back, calm down. Uh, we've got a douchey blonde kid. He's the only worst thing that you have to deal with because the other blonde person that we're usually complaining about, she's in love and she wants to have a talk <laughs> right now, uh, even though, yeah, that's a weird part. We'll get into that. But anyway, um, I like this episode. I like this episode too. Uh, I, I'm not going to complain that much for it. It's uh, the end. Uh, it, it, it's, th- that's it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with episode three. Uh, <laughs> but but with the Chase and Kim stuff, like I'm kind of with you. I, I I don't think it's it's great. I mean, it is soap opery, but... There's something about this season where they find a way to, I guess, pull everything back and not make it nearly as over the top as we would have gotten in the first two seasons. I mean, what we got with Kim and Rick was arguably Ooh. more well, in your face. Sorry, Rick. Than I what think it's Miguel. Get. I got confused. Oh, we got there. with Miguel was way, way worse Ooh. than Rick. But uh, that's the reaction. But, but not here, the reaction. so so much of it, I think, comes back to what you said last week. But they're, they're dropping us in the middle of the day. They're dropping us in the middle of everybody's lives. And there's even a character that gets introduced. Um, you know, in the next couple of weeks here where uh, there's no context and you, you get like, oh, they have a relationship with everybody, but they don't feel the need to say everything. And it's kind of that way with Kim and Chase, too. So I'm not quite as down. I, I still think there's something a little bit vanilla about Chase. Uh, he's not quite interesting enough compared to the other characters we get, but I'm not hating on their love story. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it the greatest love story in the history of 24? No, but uh, I'm not hating it. It's but like, yeah. I mean, I clearly was right last week. Like, it, it really just does feel like you were dropped in. <laughs> like, round in, of applause. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Was but right. it, it just, it feels, it does just feel so natural that this is like the day that you're just being brought into. Like, it's just, it, they've done that really well. And again, I'm not a fan of them starting at 1 p.m., but it's, it, it works. Like, it just, you feel like this is now 2 p.m. It's just, this is the mm-hmm. day. Uh, you don't have like Jack waking up in his Batman pajamas. <laughs> All right, time to save the world again. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it it works. And um, James Badge Dale's. What does Jamie think of Mister Dale? Like, would she would she kick him out of bed in the morning? I I haven't I haven't seen um, this with her yet. Uh, I, she has seen James Badge Dale. We watched uh, a movie with a Liam Neeson movie, The Grey, recently that uh, James Badge Dale has. Uh, a small oh, so role doing, in, but like he's still a thing, is he? Okay, he is still a thing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely he's one of these guys where it's like, I don't know, a year or two after twenty four, he seemed to age about ten or fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And what helped is that it opened up new roles for him, so it wasn't the baby face guy. Uh, but uh, you would hardly recognize him when you saw the gray or anything else I've, he's done recently. I have, I know, I've seen him in other things. I'd have to look at his filmography because I've definitely been a thing where I've looked at. I'm like, is that Chase? And I'm like, it is. Chase like it's just he's definitely one of those persons that uh, persons uh that you, you know will yeah literally pop up in something and you're like oh that guy um you know he's mm-hmm. kind of like the Ryan Felipe of TV from the early <laughs> 2000s like oh there he is he was a thing for five minutes oh good for him 
I love that Ryan Phillippe is currently just doing TV for the last last 10 years and he's not even the Ryan Phillippe of TV. <laughs> but like, I, I think I always got James Bedgedale confused with, was it Wentworth Miller was the prison break guy? Oh they yeah. Kind of yeah, there's similar. definitely a resemblance. So mm-hmm. like, I think when Wentworth Miller became a thing, I was like, oh, did Chase go to prison break? And I'm like, oh wait, no, it's a different guy. So <laughs> poor, like, I don't know what came first, this or prison break, but like, James Bates is probably like, oh, like I'm baking my thing. And then all of a sudden Wentworth Miller becomes a thing. It's like, oh, goddamn Wentworth Miller. <laughs> he stole my spot. <laughs> he didn't age. Sh- he, he, he literally just said, I'm going to run myself down and make myself the older brother of Wentworth Miller. <laughs> James Badgedale, a better actor because he's got three names, which is better than two. <laughs> and anyone who calls their kid Wentworth doesn't deserve to be happy. I, anybody who calls their kid three names is asking him to become a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he dodged that bullet. Uh, could, one thing I did be see, one name, Madonna. <laughs> probably worse than a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> wow. But there is one thing I saw James Badge Dale in a couple years after 24. And uh, the second I saw the show, I didn't watch because he was on it. It was um, an, a very short lived, I think it was on AMC. It was called Rubicon. Uh, kind of a, a more political style spy show. And it was sad it only lasted one episode or one one episode. They canceled one after episode. one week. Wasn't that a Hugh Jackman's <laughs> musical show lasted one episode? <laughs> well, Viva, yeah, that Le- one, uh, Viva Le- whatever it was, Lachlan or whatever Las Vegas it was called. Or, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the show Rubicon, like uh, I checked it out and I'm like, oh, I think that's Chase. And I'm like, oh, I'll give it an episode or two. And I loved the entire season and it got canceled after one season. But uh uh, he's done better things and, uh, you know, he's, he's probably had more success not being associated with 24, which is weird. Cause you think this would be his launching pad, but, uh, I'm trying to see he was uh, in the departed. He was in world war Z. He was in a, he was in a movie with, um, wasn't oh, yeah, that Matthew that. Fox was in it for like five minutes. Um, Iron Man three, the, the shit one. Um, <laughs> good for him. Uh, did you see uh, Russell Crowe's in the new Thor movie? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he's playing Zeus or something. Yeah, Natalie Portman and Russell Crowe. You're rushing out to see half of those. Um, <laughs> I, I love how, like, on IMDb, Pete's like repeating his filmography. It's like he was in World War Z, 13 hours, Iron Man 3. Then you keep scrolling along, World War Z. <laughs> like, has he not been in anything? <laughs> like, just going to repeat himself over and over again? Um, anyway, James Badgedale month coming soon to. He was in CSI New York and CSI Miami playing the same character and CSI Normal. Wow. Playing a different CSI character. CSI Normal. <laughs> Haven't they called it now like CSI Vegas to try and like be all, you know, this is, we're going to yeah. distinguish it. Yeah. Now they anyway. brought it back. All the people demanding CSI come back. Good for James um, Dad's Dale. D- James Dad's Bale. I'm doing it again. James oh. Dad's Bale. <laughs> yeah. What a man. Uh, we're going to pull a Kim this season and we're going to talk about Kyle Singer first. Oh. Uh, so Kyle's at the pool with his friend. He, he tells his friend about this, uh, everybody calls him a drug dealer. I mean, really he's a drug delivery boy. He's a mule, but uh, he, he wants him to come on. He, the friend doesn't want on on this deal. Uh, we do get the timeline. There's going to be a seven 30 drop off. So uh, we're now under, or I guess around five hours before uh, uh, this is all supposed to culminate, although it's going to culminate a lot quicker than that. Um, there is a little bit of an altercation between Kyle's mom. Who's really quite obnoxious. Like uh. last week when you're like, Oh, I can't stand her. I'm like, ah, you might be a bit harsh. No, after this week, I can't stand her either. Um, the, the dad's the only one I kind of like. But, Ben's uh, right again. <laughs> Ben's right. Round of applause. Woo. We have a sound effect. like a, And that's a Ben fact. <laughs> sound effect of applause. Gotta I do, I do love how that sound effect works in this show as well. So, um, you know. <laughs> 
Into crossover that. i know <laughs> that, that sound effect is the james badge dale of the oz network <laughs> family <laughs> um, i wish i was the but- james badge dale of the oz network family i'd be happier <laughs> wake up i'm like oh i'm james you're, badge dale you're barely the kyle singer of the oz network oh, family <laughs> and by the way people follow james badge dale on instagram he's only got thirty-two thousand followers but josh brolin follows him so that's a good start Ooh. um but Ooh. um yeah, big fan of CSI Miami. <laughs> Huge, loved him. Josh Brolin sitting around watching network television. Fuck this guy and CSI Miami's good. I'm going to follow on Instagram. <laughs> One day my dream is to work with that man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jay, you know, Josh, would you like to be Thanos? No, I don't want to be Thanos. I want to work with James Badge J- Dale. He was in <laughs> Iron Man 3. He pitched James Badge Dale to play the gauntlet in the Infinity Saga. <laughs> he did. He actually pitched him to play one of the stones. He was the purple one. Yeah, well, of course he's the purple one because <laughs> Chase has got personality. He does. He's got jazz and flair. He's jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle's mom is arguing with the landlord because they're late on rent. Like, I don't feel for these people. This is meant for you to kind of feel for them. But, like, you haven't paid rent in three months. Like, I guarantee you can come up with – give something. You know, I, I'm sorry. I don't have all my rent, but – Here's 20 bucks, like something. They literally have paid nothing. And they're living in, in what, $600? I mean, even 2003, I mean, $600 a month for at least a two-bedroom. I mean, that seems pretty cheap. This is a reasonable landlord. They got a pool? Like, this is a nice What's complex. LA? Everyone's got a pool. Uh, homeless people <laughs> have pools fair. in LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, $1,800 for three months' rent. And Kyle just immediately pays it. His mom's all suspicious. Uh, where did you get $1,800? Uh, later, we're going to find out he wanted the track, apparently. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a when uh, <laughs> at the track, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his girlfriend snooping through his bag after he pulls all the cash out and she finds the heroin cocaine. They never identify what this is supposed to be, uh, Baby but uh, it's it, in the end, we're going to find out it's not a lot. Uh, she gives him a lecture. Everybody in this movie is just like. They're totally the room. It was the the old lady from the room. No, you're on drugs, Kyle. <laughs> They're all very judgmental of him. I'm not saying that what he's doing is is right, but like you know, you, you I, I think I think you need to put food on the table. I mean, at this point, the dad can't get a job. I mean, Kyle's got to do something. Nobody's at least giving him credit for trying. Um, she dumps him. Colin um, defends Kyle Chandler. <laughs> gotta defend the mules. They're the innocent ones in the supply chain. He's so of pretty. He's blonde. Uh. <laughs> He's the Ben of the 24 universe. <laughs> That's the most offensive thing you've ever said to me, Colin. <laughs> I'd rather you bag uh, me up for my fedoras and my well done steaks. Hey, I'm for the fedora. We want that to happen. You are. And like, if anybody. I, I'm, I'm, Every new person I meet, I literally uh, like last night when I saw Stephen Colbert when they did audience like participation. It didn't ask me, it didn't like answer, you know, let me ask a question. But I was literally going to ask, like, would I look good in a fedora? So I'd get the answer from <laughs> Stephen Colbert. And if he had said yes, then I would have been like, "Fuck you all." Stephen Colbert said I'd look good in a fedora. Um, you you got to listen to Colbert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That man, that man knows shit. All right, <laughs> I don't. Let's uh, let's group in the Salazar storyline here as well. Uh, so there's uh, an altercation between the DA and Salazar. Uh, I love that he's interrogating him right out in the open. Like this is a district <laughs> attorney. And I-, I thought at first, okay, maybe they're in a corridor and these are all empty cells, but you see people poking their head. Up, What's going on out there? As he's slamming them into the bars. 
Uh, it's like <laughs> screaming at him. Uh, this is where he says, you and your slime ball brother, <laughs> like the first of many 1950s insults here. Uh, and, and I love Salazar's response. Like, uh, uh, oh, his birthday's coming up next week, and I don't know what to get him. <laughs> so good. Uh, Salazar is going to be like, oh, well, I hear a Tamagotchi's quite great. Would you, would you like me to pick one up from Best Buy? <laughs> yes, that would be very nice. Thank you. Time <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the the basically what's going to happen with this whole scene is that uh, he obviously talks about the guy's wife dying. He threatens his son. Um, and uh, there's, there's a couple of back and forth scenes with, uh, Gael, uh, I, I noticed him in this episode, but, uh, he's passed along information to Hector and, um, uh, we, we get also a little bit of an altercation between, uh, Claudia and Hector about her, her dad's not approving, which turns into an altercation between Hector and Claudia. He's like, your dad doesn't like me. Well, he'll like me for this smacks her across the face. <laughs> the dad. It's just like, no, 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 don't anger him, Claudia. <laughs> don't me- make me- a fight. Mexican fathers of it, like, oh, my daughter's found a real man. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> he knows how to treat a woman. That, that's what you look for. <laughs> uh, really, the, the, the way this is all going to end is we're going to have the reveal of Guy Allen. And like you said, it, it's a fantastic way that they reveal him. You, you have this guy kind of in a control room, you don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he leaves and you pan out and you see all the monitors. He leaves and you realize he's in the middle of CTU. Like you said, the reverse Nina, they pulled a great reverse Nina here. Xander <laughs> Berkeley is jealous. Uh, but uh, I think the Salazar stuff is definitely stronger than the singer stuff at this point. Uh, the singer stuff will pick up a little bit more next week, but um, I, I just don't think we need this. Like we're, we're now in season three where you can tell they don't feel the need to give backstories to everybody. I mean, the Salazars, we, we just get it revealed slowly throughout the, the course of the episode. With uh, Wendy Cruz, when we get it revealed slowly throughout the course of episodes. And I don't feel, know why they felt the need to make Kyle Singer the one character that you needed to follow his life up until the events. We've had plenty of characters, even in season one and two, where they just immediately introduce them. And they're like, oh, okay, we got to find out about this guy. And nobody else in season three is given this kind of introduction. So why Kyle Singer? I don't know. But the Salazar stuff, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though, like... We're meant to feel sympathy for Kyle and his family. Like, because what is it? It's like, oh, mum's on dialysis and dad can't find a job. Like, like I want to see him, his mum in like a wheelchair, like attached to some freaking like IV drips. Kyle, yeah. son, bring me the paper. Like, this woman's just walking around, like, just like being moody. And like, I'm sorry that you're on dialysis, but like at the same time, like make her look sicker so we care about her. Like, they're just so obnoxious and douchey. And then, like, I'm with the best friend here when they're at the swimming pool. And he's like, no, I'm not going to drive you. It's like, dude, you're my best friend. It's like, well, I don't care. You're running drugs. Like, I'm sorry, Colin. You're great and all. But if I came to Winnipeg and you're like, Ben, I've just gotten some drugs. I'm going to go deliver. I'm like, no. Like, do it yourself. Get Jamie to do it. She'll do it. Um, but, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that shit. I'm sorry. I don't like anybody enough in my life that I'm going to run drugs for them. Um, so maybe Stephen Colbert, because that's a man. But um <laughs> <laughs> or, or James Badgedale. <laughs> oh James Badgedale doesn't need help delivering drugs. He can do it all on his own. He can load three kids into a van. Uh he doesn't need his husband's help. <laughs> um But it's just it's just dumb and like I wanna like the girlfriend because she's attractive, but at the same time she's also like 
why are you snooping through his bag? Like, what sort of relationship do you have? Like, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, he's going off, so I'm going to look in your bag. Oh, my God, you've got drugs. Um, <laughs> and she just turns out to be just as bad as him anyway. So, and it just doesn't mm. help that this kid just has a face that you just want to punch. Like, he just looks yeah. like. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> He just looks like an absolute pain in the ass, and it's just, oh, I just, I hate this storyline so much. No, it's not the amnesia storyline, but it's just, I'm so glad this only lasts for like four or five episodes or whatever it lasts for. Um, yeah, the Salazar stuff's great. I, it's, it's just intriguing how you kind of have it. Um, and then I, I love, look, it's just, it's almost like a cheesy telenovela. I feel like with a slapping and like your father does not approve, and it's just. <laughs> It's there's just something about the acting that these people do that it's it is very over the top, but it works. Like this mm-hmm. isn't um, some of the over the top stuff we got last season or even in season one. It's just, and I don't know if that's just something about like you know that Latin style of acting where people are drawn to telenovelas because it, it is so yeah. over the top and like whatever that you just you're drawn to it. Wasn't um Jane was it Jane the Virgin, which was kind of like a half telenovela, half prime time. They kind of like mm-hmm. took the idea of a telenovela and turned it into like a primetime American. I think show. it was ba- like the show was based on like like the premise of the show revolves around the filming of a telenovela too, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I know Mallory used to watch, and I kind of caught bits of here and there. And like, like you're gonna laugh at me for bringing this show up, but like Desperate Housewives had like elements <laughs> of just like an over the top like soap opera, and then even Nip Tuck literally like Nick and I would talk about it a lot of the time. Like this is so soap opery, but it actually works. Um, mm-hmm. But so I, I, I'm not saying this is a soap opera. We had more soap opera in 24 than this, but there's just something about this like your father does not approve slap, and then she slaps him back, and then it's all like, <gasps> and then she's all just like, you know, and he's he's turned on at that point. He's all like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> slap me around a little bit. I'm there. Um, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit because it's kind of more the CTU section, but I love it like when they're talking about like the Salazar's ranch or whatever it was. Is it Tony who's like, I just spoke to analysis. And they found out that they're probably in northern Mexico. Like, analysis now. Like, you've got command. And now it's just like, there's a section of like CTU called analysis. Like, Tony, call they're analysis. They're not analysis command, though. I know. They, they're not that proper. Um, but the reveal of um, Gael is great. Like, it's... Um, it, and, like, the, the thing with this is that it's layered still. Like, there's still more. It's not just a simple case of, oh, we found the bowl. But, like, I remember watching this live going, like, wow, that was quick. Like, boom. Like, let, let's not, you know, shut, wait this till the second last episode to reverse Nina me or Nina me. Um, Ford Nina me, I guess. This time around, it's just like, boom. Like, because I remember watching this, like, the first time going, like, who is this guy? Why do we care about him? Who is he? Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he works for CTU. Da, 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 plot twist. So yeah, it works well, and it's a it's a great it's a great twist. I I'm also going to say this better than Jack shooting up heroin. There, there's my yeah. there's my uh, controversial take on this week's plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> plot tit. Um, at least I admit uh, when I, I say swear words, Colin. <laughs> you don't, don't have to play them back on Double O Seven to see what you said. I, you know, still like how how did it get jumbled enough that it came out that way? Because at first, you guys are like I I very clearly said like paper juice box sort of thingy, and then I hear it. I'm like, there's not even a pause. Like how did it distort like that? I cannot even like remotely hear you saying the word cup. Like every time I hear that clip, it just sounds so clear as day that you say the c word. I'm like, how is cup in there? Like I can't hear cup at all. <laughs> And I'm so glad that Noah heard it in like live timings. It was like, did you just say what I just think you just said? <laughs> like, 
Owen doesn't even say the word bloody. Like, I mean, I can't imagine him saying the worst one of them all. Uh, one thing I want to clear up here about uh, <laughs> now I realize I sound like I'm advocating for the drug dealer here. Uh, when I say like all these people it feels a little bit unrealistic giving uh, Kyle this hard time. Uh, I, I think it, my problem with it is that it's, it's the type of characters, you know, uh, you have a family who's clearly poor, who's clearly living in I don't know, one of the worst neighborhoods in Los Angeles or whatever. If they're paying $600 a month uh, and, and they have that kind of pool, I mean, it's not even a good pool, oh. right? Uh, you know, the friends he's hanging out with, I mean, none of these characters are being presented like they're high upstanding citizens. So the idea that they would all get that offended by you can't be dealing drugs like Okay, maybe the parents, but like the dad hasn't had a job in who knows how long. The the mom is on dialysis. I mean, she should be asking, it's like, is this something that could help me? You know, uh, but particularly his friend and his girlfriend, like show a little bit more dilemma with them. You know, especially like you said, with the girlfriend, you know, we're going to get uh, some more questionable things with her later on. It's just it, it seems like it's a little bit too far. It's like, no, Kyle, this is wrong. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't really make sense. I agree. And it's but it's. <sighs> Are they even really that poor? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like, as you said, like three months of not paying rent. Like, I, I'm sure that's, you, you know, you're struggling. But like, it's not like they're, I don't know. There's just something that looks about them that she does like a standard woman. Um, You know, like, I mean, she doesn't look that sick. And it's like, again, as you said, like three months, like, do they not have friends and family if she's on dialysis that they can help out to like give like Yeah. I mean, here I'm an advocate for poor people. Poor people are listening going like, Ben, you don't understand. Like, um. <laughs> I'm living in New York right now without a job with limited funds, and, you know, about to, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not poor. Right. It's fine. But like, it's, just, <laughs> he's about to move to Harlem. <laughs> I'm not about to sell drugs to stay here. Like, like, <laughs> there's a line. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel you've got to go either way with this storyline, like make them poorer and make us feel more sympathy yeah. for them. Like I, I, again, I'm like, it sounds silly, but like I want her attached to an IV machine. She's nearly dead. Like you've got to really sell the sympathy because I don't feel any sympathy for her or him or have like them be a rich family and um, yeah. you know, I feel sympathy, but then like have him like, you, you know, I don't know, like he's just, gone on the wrong side of the tracks. He met someone wrong. And like, you know, I mean, Kim kind of, you know, was implied that, oh, he's hanging out with people in furniture stores. Like, uh. (laughs) well, how about that they, they, they were a rich family and because of the mother's sickness and the dad losing his job, they've lost pretty much everything. But at least then the people there, the parents, you, they're still, they saw that mindset of, you don't need to do this. And the friends and the girlfriend, you know, they're going to be like, no, 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 this is below you, Kyle. You're better than this. It just doesn't make sense for the, all these degenerate kids to be hanging out at the pool, getting drunk all day, and then be like, you can't deliver drugs. That's wrong. Yeah. Especially it's when your just, mom's dying. It's 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 weird. And, like, it's, again, like, it's just, you've just got this kid. You just want to punch him in the face. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just put someone better in this role. Who's somebody likable that we would like in this role? Like, John Travolta. Well, we, make, we, make John Travolta, Kyle. <laughs> Which season hey. is it that we? Uh, <laughs> well, which season is it that we get the um, uh, future John Connor? Is that season five? We get future John Connor. Yeah, he was. Was he season five? Wait, which? Who are you talking about? Maybe I'm thinking about a different show. Hold on. Uh, who's the kid in season five? Uh, oh God, he's got a really douchey face. I'm thinking. Of, oh no, no, no! I'm thinking the season six of the Jack's nephew. He's got a dude. No, I don't like him. Um, Connie Britton's son. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, him. He's not. Is he John Connor? I don't. I don't. He's think not he John Connor. Him. He reminds me of. No, I'm thinking of the the guy who plays John Connor was on Heroes. Who's the uh. Who's the guy who? 
um, whoever the guy is from season five, uh, the, the Connie kid. Britton's it, son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I can't Brady remember. Corbett. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. So, so him, you don't want to punch him nearly as bad. No, uh, he does look He's, like John Connor. There you go. That's how I confused You, you want to punch um, Jack's nephew in season six. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pain in the ass talking about kids that are pain in the ass but no no the season five kid's not that bad he's he's like he kind of turns into kim he gets like kidnapped doesn't he and gets held hostage or mm. something but um and then the kid next year baruz or whatever he's good but um oh yeah he's fantastic you know this kid just like just, just i don't know get a cheese grater and grate his face off or something i don't know he's just <laughs> annoying just just quickly touching on uh, uh our good friend jesse borrego here uh, uh did you mention the fact or did that ever come up in the interview he was in con air i think so yes uh it sounds familiar that i would have mentioned it um i just watched con air and again i didn't recognize him in that remember all my interviews that i ever do um so please come on the show you will be remembered um (laughs) yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i did are you just bringing this up because of Nicolas Cage? You're in obsessed with Nicolas Cage at the moment. Oh, <laughs> We're recording this like out of sequence. <laughs> we, we would have done the review for Unbearable Talent or whatever it is uh, already, but like weeks later, here we are. But uh, the time of recording this, we haven't seen it yet. So yeah, yes. maybe Jesse Brego has a cameo in that movie. Um, maybe say they have the the statue, the face off statue, and everything. Uh, I really hope that the face from Face Off. I want John Travolta's face to be in that movie. I want them to literally be holding a face up to their face. <laughs> That's what Holding we need in that John, movie. No, just John Travolta. They just hold out John Travolta. Here he is, yeah, exactly. John Travolta. <laughs> and is there a bunny in a box? Oh, there's got to be a bunny in the box, please. <laughs> the beast, the beast. <laughs> Not the beast. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Palmer next, Palmer drama. Uh, so there is a, uh, a conference call we're going to get between Wayne and CTU. Um, basically, CTU has been given carte blanche to deal with this carte blanche. Uh, can we do like a bottle blanche? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Palmer, David Palmer, that is. We're going to have to really specify David and Wayne this season. Did we do this with like Sherry and that in the first season? We kept calling like Palmer and David. It's like, well, they're the same yeah. person. <laughs> Keith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole. Imagine if remember was, her. What if this were Keith instead of Wayne in this role? <laughs> See, like, I, I always like to think, like, if they ever bring back 24, like, bring back Valacious Shannon or whatever his name is and, like, yeah. keep the Palmer legacy alive. And then you've had Wayne, you've had David, and we know there's going to be a nuclear bomb going off on uh, soil if uh, Keith... Make Nicole, no, bugger it, you know, gender norms. Make Nicole president. She's president and Keith is her campaign manager. Yeah, Keith is the first husband. They're very uh, close. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, that the kind first, of family, okay. The first presidential couple to be incestuous. Uh. <laughs> uh, so Palmer, David Palmer wants to cancel the debate. Um, Wayne uh, actually drops a line that seems to be very common in 24, where he talks about, you know, we get threats like this every day. This is no reason to cancel the debate. Uh, one thing that I really like about this debate storyline, and I can't remember if we mentioned this last week, is, is the fact that this just feels real. When we talk about the threats of... Season one, season two, okay, you're running, uh, I don't know, for the, the primaries. It It's a bit of a stretch to say, hey, if your life's in jeopardy, you're not going to pull out of one press conference, you know? Uh, season two, okay, they they do touch on the fact, like, well, we got to get you to a safe location. But then he's like, I'm going back to LA. A little bit unrealistic. But the fact that this is a presidential debate, that feels like stakes where it's like, no, it does not matter that a virus is going to be released. You're staying. You're not going to risk, you know, losing because the entire election can come down to one debate. 
Um, even if it's not a presidential debate, I mean, ask Howard Dean, you know, uh, one debate can make or break somebody. So it really does make sense when they're like, we can't bend from this. And that's why I'm with Wayne here. Like, no, if you, you walk away from this debate, you walk away from the election, we're done. And that's kind of the only stakes that we get with uh, Palmer's side here. We get some drama that goes on and everything, but the real stakes with Palmer's storyline, Palmer, but the real stakes with Palmer, Palmer the Palmer drama, uh, <laughs> is uh, the fact that it's like, no, this this debate is necessary. We get an introduction to Keeler, uh, and um, uh, basically the storyline that it, the next couple episodes are going to revolve around here is the fact that Wayne has a secret. I got to tell you something, David. Uh, I might be able to get us a copy of Keeler's playbook. Uh, basically, all the questions that they're going to ask, all the points they're going to bring up in this debate. And uh, David has such a good response. Uh, David, uh, as in, uh, what's his name? Dennis Aysbert. Now I, I can't I know his character. <laughs> I, now I'm struggling to remember the real name. You got Palmer, you got David, you got Wayne. Dennis Aysbert. So Dennis Aysbert's, just his delivery of the line where Instead of him giving his regular, no, (laughs) why? he's just sort of looking at him almost with a smile on his face. He goes, Wayne, I'm actually insulted that you think I would go along with this. Uh, But Wayne uh, makes a good point. I mean, even he he even says here, I'm not talking about pulling a sherry. I love that pulling a sherry is not like pulling a homer. It's it's in the dictionary, pulling a sherry. The reverse Uh, Nainer and pulling a sherry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're going to have so many moves at the end of the season. Uh, but uh, he's saying, like, we, we got to at least know about what's in here. Uh, also, at the same time as this, David's going to be talking to Wendy Crewson. They have a lot of secret meetings. Like, he is a really horny president. <laughs> so, oh, I need you to uh, to, to check well, my blood pressure again in private. Hang on. Wouldn't you be if Wendy Crewson was in the other room? <laughs> like, even you'd be horny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's probably horny too. That's Dennis Aysbert. That's a man. <laughs> she she releases like pheromones all the time. And every person in that room is like, <laughs> Wendy Crewson's here. I'm horny. Smells like Wendy. Mm. <laughs> Smells like a woman. <laughs> a real woman. A, real a Winnipeg woman. woman. <laughs> that sounds like Winnipeg to me. <laughs> probably trying to like attempt. What, was, what does that person did in Winnipeg? Attempted to rape someone or something? Or got <laughs> yeah, best yeah. out with... Well, Scott Bearstow, right? I'm not just Scott doing Bearstow, you. yeah. It's not Larry the Cable Guying somebody else. Am I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which guy from Wild America was it? Was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? He Devin looks like a Sawyer. rapist. Uh, <laughs> the mother. Everybody who was but in Titanic. Scott Bearstow. <laughs> um, Danny Glover. Uh, but uh, I, I really do question why David feels he needs to task Wendy Crewson and here. With, I need you to talk to Dr. Mazer about this virus. Find out more info. Like, she's his doctor. Like, is she in? Is she the only person on his staff with a medical diploma who he could give this job to? I mean, obviously, you know, they're trying to set up some of the drama with her later on. Like, can she be trusted and all that? But it, it's one of the few things this episode just doesn't really make sense to me that he just randomly says, talk to her about this top secret virus that we don't want any of the information getting out on, especially on debate day. Uh, there's nobody else in staff who could do that. And Wayne's going to eventually reveal to David that uh, the, the playbook, the, the big bombshell in the playbook is that it has something to do with Anne. Wendy Crewson couldn't have done anything wrong. She smells like Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> doesn't smell like betrayal, smells like Winnipeg. Uh, that's going to be kind of our tease for the, the storyline that's going to really take up the next couple of weeks. 
This is the prequel to Silver Linings Playbook, by the way, if people didn't realize. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence will be appearing next week uh, with Chris Tucker. <laughs> um, the one complaint I have about this storyline is similar to a lot of the stuff in season two. They're just... I don't say there's not enough stakes here in terms of like... The president is just being way too chill. Like the, the president of the United States should not have chill days. He should not be able to just walk around the university of like Southern California and go into a room and make out and just like casually stroll the hallways with not like secret service and people trying to talk to him. Like the president is a busy person. And like even yeah. on a debate day, like they always portray this like, oh, there's one threat to the US. So it's like, oh, we'll keep an eye on it. And I'm just going to sit here and read my notebook. Like, like, seriously, he's got 101 other things that are happening that day. Like, there are people in, in Wyoming who want better conditions on the Wyoming. railroads. Uh, you know, there are people in North Dakota who aren't getting their mail on time. Like, there are people in Alaska whose snow isn't cold enough. Like, I mean, there's people in the US who want shit from their president. He doesn't have time <laughs> to saunter around and go like, oh, did the Cubs win last night? Like, I mean, you know, it's just... <laughs> It's, it's, that's, I, and again, I realize you can't have it like all the time. You've got to have one storyline, but, but that's then on the flip side where I think almost it's like Wayne has a very good point when he's in that zoom call. Cause he's just basically like, well, you've got one body. Why should we care about this? Because like, I'm literally writing down on my paper, like what evidence do they have? Like there's somebody dropped a body yeah. off. They found out that it's got the drugs. Sure. And then they're going like, we're going to release the virus. So it's like, okay, well I could find a smallpox body somehow deliver it and be like, yeah, release Ted Bundy. Otherwise I'm going to release smallpox. Um, and it's like, well, Ted Bundy's been dead for a little while, but it doesn't matter. I really, I I really want him released. It doesn't matter. I want, I want his corpse on my doorstep by what? Seven 30. Exactly. I saw that documentary on Netflix. He's attractive. I really, you know, (laughs) I'm sure his body is too. Um, but no, it's just that, that to me, I'm watching this kind of like, well, why are they believing this so quickly? You know, it's just kind mm. of like boom, boom, boom. So that that's another little nitpick. But anyway, outside of that, again, it's great. And I, I, I put this down to DB Woodside. I think DB Woodside's got like mm. a charisma about him, and he works well with Dennis Haysbert. That it's just, you, you know, this is kind of a bit cheesy, where it's all of a sudden like into the political stuff. Like, oh, I've got Killer's playbook. Like, ooh, whoop de doo, Basil. But like, it just. <laughs> It works, and like, there's just something about the way DB Woodside delivers Wayne Palmer. It's just, it's so good. It's so engaging, and like, even the Wendy Cruz and stuff is engaging. And we meet Killer for the first time. This is Jeff Pearson, mm-hmm. who he's been in lots of things, but he goes on to play um, a former president. Killer in season four. Yeah, well, yeah, well, no, but like, I don't know if you watched Designated Survivor <laughs> like all the way through. So, um, he, I don't know if this is just Keeler's mo that he always plays presidents. Because in Designated Survivor, he plays like a former president who Kiefer Sutherland's character used to look up to, but then he becomes like his main rival and they like basically become enemies. So I remember watching this going like, oh, cool, he's another president. <laughs> like, So Jeff Pearson, he's been in lots of things too. But yeah, spoiler alert, he's a president next season. So there's you know how this day is going to end. Um, but I like him. I like the, the character of Keeler because I want to say he's the forgotten president in 24. Because oh, 100%. I think... You don't know who the president is in season one. I think you might know who Palmer is. Um, obviously, you're going to know who Logan is. Um, yeah. And then I forgot that there's another Australian who becomes president. Alan Dale is president. But then you've got um, uh, Cameron Datto is the vice oh, yeah. president. So he becomes president for five minutes. Then you've got, was it Powers Booth is president mm-hmm. for a little bit. We all love some power. I mean, a guy called Powers Booth. That guy should be president <laughs> anyway. Um, and then you've got um, Alison, what's her name? The the, the, the woman. 
uh, who's the president. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe the most forgettable for Keela, but you remember what happens to Keela next season. So spoiler alert. But anyway, um, I like Keela. I like that we meet him and I like kind of like how they play this up when they're like in front of the cameras and they're just having like a friendly little like, Oh, ha, 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 ha. well, your policy on the, the AIDS crisis. Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like just <laughs> laughing along the way. But you mentioned about canceling the debate. They did that in, um, the Biden Trump because Trump got coronavirus. Remember that to cancel mm-hmm. one of the debates. So, um, and look maybe, what happened to him. Lost the exactly. election. So maybe pa- that's the reason why Trump, there was nothing else. Trump was a good president until he got corona and cancelled the debate. <laughs> Everyone loved him. And they're like, oh, no, that guy's getting sick. He's not the president. Let's vote for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. Um, but, yeah, like I I just I just want Palmer to be like, oh, I've got the Cordelia. <laughs> Cancel the virus. Cancel the debate. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like the, and I like, I like, we get Dr. Sunny back. My, my new favorite random character. There, there she is. There's Sunny on, <laughs> Sunny on Zoom. I like you, Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always Sunny on Zoom. We're going to get my favorite random character next week. So we're going to be battling out our random characters. Uh, but, um, uh, with, with Palmer's storyline, like well, we'll get into it more next week, but I really don't feel like there is a lot there. What, it's made by is again, the same thing as what we had in season one and season two. It's all the actors. And I kind of wish, and this isn't a knock against the actors that we have in CTU or, you know, any of the other little side plots that develop, but the Palmer drama in season one was kind of a joke when we started that season and we finished the season. Like, yeah, I like this a lot more than I thought I would. The Palmer drama in season two was all a joke going in. And then it's like, wow, I like this a lot more than I should have. And I feel like it's the same thing this season, except I'm not expecting to dislike it because now we've been conditioned to when you have actors like Penny Johnson, Gerald and uh, Dennis Haysbert and um, uh, Alan Dale last year and Jude. Uh, and, and this season, it's the addition of D.B. Woodside and Wendy Crewson. And I don't think at the time I quite appreciated how much they brought to it. But when I sort of started to, to uh, watch this episode, I'm like, okay, I know we're going to have this coming. That's kind of lousy. This other storyline, well, that was uh, was okay. But I'm like, I can't knock any of it because so many of the actors, Gina Torres, everybody were having coming in. Like, it's like they, they select the best actors. There's no way you could hate the Palmer storyline. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid point. And it's just, that makes, that makes it work. I think randomly we talked about that, like what in one of the very first films we ever did, Twister, where it's like the dialogue is actually really not that good. But because mm-hmm. the actors are so good and they're having so much fun, you don't care. Like yeah. it's just, it's just awesome. Like you love watching it. Um, so, but then, I mean, what's an example where we've had where the dialogue's pretty good, but the actors can't even save it? Like, um, I don't know, other way around or whatever. But I, I can't remember. Kim, Kim storylines. Sure. Yeah. Cougar. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, I was thinking of um, I was thinking of Star Wars, even though I feel bad. You know, even Hayden Christen and Natalie Portman can't. But they can say that because they're beautiful people. So, yes. well, <laughs> you're not going to say that about Natalie, but you can get fucked. Um, but, yeah, it's <laughs> – you're right. Like, you are right, and it sells it very well. And um, they're also very attractive to look at too. I'd stare at D.B. Woodside and Dennis Haysbert and Wendy Crewson and Gina Torres all day and Alan Dale. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever his name is, the plays Keeler. Beautiful man. Uh, he is a beautiful – Jeff Pearson. He's got Pearson eyes. What a, what a what a beautiful beautiful man! And don't forget also Agent Pierce Brosnan, uh. <laughs> Agent Pierce and Brosnan. Um. Yeah, we should mention. I love Aaron's role in this uh, episode is to break up uh, Palmer and uh, Wendy Cruz and having sex. <laughs> it's like, sir, that's his Wayne role. Wants to every see. Night. I've got a boner, Aaron. 
<laughs> Got a presidential boner. <laughs> it's like a presidential pardon, but only one person benefits. <laughs> <laughs> So the CTU stuff, uh, not a lot. I mean, Jack kind of intersects with TC, TCU. Um, TCU. <laughs> Terrorist County Unit. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, the, the alternate universe that's led by James Dadge Bale. <laughs> <laughs> and Back Jawa. <laughs> uh, but uh, really the star is trying to dissect Chloe and how much of this was intentional. Because I want to read... Chloe's big line of dialogue here um, that, that we get where uh, she says, I, I can't remember what it is. She's basically going back and forth talking with Tony about, um, I don't know, something. And then Tony basically says, okay, just do this. Uh, okay, you don't have to yell at me. <laughs> but like, that's still too much emotion. And I've, I always knew one of the things that rubbed me the wrong way. It, it almost sounds like bad acting, you know. It, it sounds like uh, like uh, like line deliveries where where there is no emotion. It's like high school acting. Uh, okay, you don't have to yell at me, but like there's a snottiness to it where we really got to get her on the show to explain like how much because I know she's a comedian. Like she must have been saying, "I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this." Maybe Andy Kaufman this. I'm going to really make people question: Is this funny? Is this intentional? Is it unintentional? Is it not? Is it funny because it's not funny? Because it's just the way she delivers that line. I mean, yes, the character is going to be annoying on her own because the only person in this TV show who's incapable of yelling is Carlos Bernard. And she's like, oh, you don't have to yell at me. But the way that she delivers that line, it's like, uh, okay, you don't have to yell. Like, it's, it's, it's so bad acting, but like, now you look back on it, you're like, this is so Chloe, it's so perfect. But at the time, everybody uh-huh. hated it and I still kind of hate it. But like, I really want to know, was this something she intentionally did? Did she know her end game? Did she know if I stick around for three years, I'm going to somehow make people love this character, but there's nothing to love here. Yeah, I like I, even though, you, again, as you said, you grow to love Chloe and you kind of look at this differently now. There's just something about it that is just, it is annoying. And she's, I think I mentioned last week, she's got this facial expression that she does. And even when she's just sitting at a computer sometimes, she's just got like resting bitch face. But it's like, it's just, yeah. it's a resting bitch face with extra flair to it that just makes you just annoyed at her. <laughs> and it's just yes. like, like the, the way she delivers this line, oh, you don't have to yell at me. Like even I'm like, but, but he didn't yell at you. Like, <laughs> You, I, anybody I, else delivering that line, you you would have bought. Like, if it was Michelle still not yelling, you're still like, oh, okay, well, maybe she had a tone. Carlos Bernard, incapable. The audience knows this. They was the right guy for, for her to be arguing with. I, I know people like this who you will say something to them and they're like, oh, you don't have like, and she's like, but I yeah. didn't. Like, it's kind of, you just, you just, <laughs> you kind of have a double take pigeon where you're like, what? Yeah. Like, I didn't. I didn't. Like, what the fuck? Um, so like, I did yeah, not. Was, I did not hit her. But it's just, yeah, it's it's strange. And it's just, it's, and like, I think for this is the first time you're really like, who is this woman? Like, what is she doing here? Yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's so interesting. But one of, I saw uh, recently, I, th- I don't remember if she was on, oh, she was on some late night talk show. It might've been Conan. And they were like talking to her about, um, you know, I think it was a fairly recent interview. So they were talking to her about 24 and um, she said something along the lines of whenever she's typing on a computer, she would literally be typing like 
positive messages for herself. So she'd be saying like, <laughs> you're great, Mary Lynn. Keep working. Don't let Kiefer yell at you. He's only acting. Like, you should get yourself a latte afterwards and treat yourself to some ice cream. Like, that's what she'd be typing on the screen whenever she was acting. And she said she'd always get like other actors like who would come on set going like, oh my God, like, what do I finally get to see what Chloe's writing on her computer? Like, what's this going to be like? And they're seeing just like words of like, you're great, Mary Lynn. Keep acting well. Like, so every time I see her typing now on this, I just can't not see that. But um, yeah, she she's an interesting one, Chloe. Like, just bring on bring on future Chloe, not season three Chloe, because the baby's yet to come yet. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's not going to be pleasant going forward. Uh, all that CTU really has going on is that uh, they are helping to look for Singer. Uh, that's pretty much it. Analysis. Uh, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of analysis command here. Uh, we also find out, though, that the uh, the, the strain uh, of the virus or whatever is 10 times faster than any others that are out there. 10 times faster. I mean, 9% of the population will be dead within a week. Even if there are other, there's other, I mean, there are other strains out there that are 10 times slower than this, where still you will have close to 1% of the population dead in a week. Like, what else have the people been doing? Like, oh, it's 10 times faster. Okay, well, we could deal with 1% of the population dying. Like, how many how many million people do you say there were in Los Angeles? Oh, 18 or something in the greater area? Yeah, in the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't need to do the math on that, but 1% of 18 million is still a large number and nobody's been concerned about it up until this point. Which, again, um, it just, but how do they know this in an hour? Like, I mean, again, <laughs> somebody buys a bat in Wuhan, everyone's like, like oh, we're going to be in a pandemic for three years later. Like it's yeah. just kind of like that took some time. Like especially if this is a new strain of the virus. Like yeah, the smallpox broke out tomorrow. A new strain of smallpox. Everyone will be dead in a week. Okay, we knew that. In it's doctors. It's Doctor Sunny though. I mean, Doctor oh, Sunny well, that, would know. That's a woman. Like I, I'm like a Doctor <laughs> Phil. I want Doctor Sunny. You know who she kind of reminds me of? The other Uh-oh. Asian from Designated Uh-oh. Survivor. <laughs> don't, don't. Not what I meant. Not what I meant. <laughs> Fine. You know who she reminds you of? Janet Jackson. Does that help? Uh- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate Janet Jackson. No, it doesn't. What? Um, who hates Janet, Janet Jackson? I've told you this. No. Janet Jackson is the one artist that if she has a song come on the radio, it, it's a rule. I'm changing this. I can't even listen to like five seconds of Janet Jackson. Even more so than Madonna? More so than Madonna, yeah. Because Madonna at least has expressed myself, right? There's at least How? one good song. Who likes? Who dislikes Janet Jackson? What's wrong with Me? you? Why? <laughs> what I, I can't to tell you. you. Oh, I, I get it. You saw you a boob. That was disgusting. You're like, Ew, <laughs> this, naked this, woman. Come on, that's just inappropriate. <laughs> You're just racist. <laughs> racist? Because I don't like Janet Jackson? <laughs> exactly. You know, if she was white, you'd like her. <laughs> well, I love Michael. Uh, <laughs> maybe that well, was too far. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> was it what were we talking about where you, you said was it you who said the jackson five was in the crowd yeah the somewhere? night before i went and saw the michael jackson broadway show they were in the crowd the night before i saw it yeah yeah i mean they're all great right the rest of the jackson Tito, four jermaine <laughs> yeah we love Mom. them just not janet, Ugh, janet i love Ugh. janet leave janet I even, alone I even like, I even like Latoya after seeing how oh. much of a train wreck she was on The Celebrity Apprentice. Come on. Come on. She makes good television. You saying <laughs> that you like Latoya know. over Janet is like me saying I like well done steak <laughs> over medium rare. Like, come on. It's like somebody saying that their favorite host on this show is me. Like, I mean, it's just stupid. <laughs> no one likes Latoya. <laughs> 
Latoya, the well done steak of the Jackson family. <laughs> but she does look like a well done steak. She looks like leather. <laughs> like seriously, like you know, like I, I get Michael didn't exactly look human towards the end, but like I mean, at least I don't know. There was something about it. We're like, oh, there's Michael Latoya. Like, ooh, <laughs> what <Yeah>. did she do? <laughs> Uh, but she was fun to watch on the Celebrity Apprentice. Janet, no. if Janet was on the Celebrity Apprentice, maybe she was fun to watch. I don't know. Janet, like Janet, is too good for the Celebrity Apprentice. Only people who <laughs> need a career. But like, I got invited to be on the Celebrity Apprentice, and I turned it down. <laughs> the Celebrity Apprentice Australia does not count. Okay. Well, it counts I tried to more watch it. Like, yeah, it's good. I like Celebrity Apprentice Australia. I just didn't know any of the celebrities. <laughs> celebrities. Ne- neither does Australia. It's fine, Colin. Like, <laughs> It's all good. You fit right in. <laughs> That's why I got asked to be on it. <laughs> uh, you had a good host, though. I liked your host. <laughs> Which okay? Did you watch the the new new one or like the couple of it years older. older one? Because um, they did a new one like last year, which I haven't watched yet. But I think they got a different host for that one. But um, no, the uh, the old one I used to love. I used to watch a lot. So um, I'll let you know about the new one and see if that's as good as the old one. Because yeah, you're going to be on the next season, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shh, it's secret. <laughs> Team captains: Ben Waterworth and so, Noah so, Gross. So I've got to ask then. So I mean, I feel like I'm going to get a, an obvious answer to this one. So you've never seen Nutty Professor Two: The Clumps, then? If you don't like Janet Jackson, no, no. I I, I saw the first Nutty Professor. I wonder why I skipped the second. <laughs> I loved it. It's my favorite movie. Oh, and Janet Jackson's in it. So. But having said that, now the first one's got Jada Pinkett Smith in it, so it's got a different meaning of it, right? Like, there you go. Hey, yeah. you better watch out. Um, With hair, even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can I just say that whole situation? Like, were you watching that guy? Like, well, Ben Ben's on Team Chris Rock here, making jokes about short-haired women. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna watch myself now. I'm moving forward. With my short-haired women references. Will Smith's gonna slap me. Oh, guaranteed! He's gonna slap you, slap you hard. Will Smith slaps <laughs> let's everyone. Let's send some, send some old clips to him. Um, but then again, I mean, Judy Dench, you know, she'll jump to your defense. Judy Dench slaps people, but she's got short hair, so maybe she's on his side. Yeah, but like, I mean, honestly, if you if you were to give me like a top ten people who would slap me, I'd have Judy Dench and Will Smith probably in my top ten. I'd be gladly <laughs> slapped by both. So you know, two Oscar winners, slap me with your Oscars, Judy and Will. Come on. I don't think you'd survive at least one of their slaps. I Judy, mean, Will, you, you you could take Will's shot, but not Judy, no. Yeah, thank God. Um, Chris Rock didn't even, like, flinch. Like, Judy, that woman, like, Jesus. She she bossed around James Bond. She knows how to slap someone. She dressed as she, a cat. She bossed around everybody. Well, who's uh, the the guy, Um, the, the TV show she did? He was also in Bond. Oh, that guy, What's yeah. He died recently. Sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Admiral from Tomorrow Never Dies. Yep. Yeah, he he was the bossy one in that relationship. On as as time goes by, that's the show. Yeah, but Judy doesn't need to be bossy because she just commands attention. She's Judy Dench. Did Dame you Judy um? Dench. Did you ever see the Chronicles of Riddick? Judy Dench. I long haired Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a short haired fan person on women. Woman, don't slap me, Will. But um, <laughs> Judy Dench with long hair, not a fan. Prefer short haired Judy. There you go. There you yep. go. The victory. Yep. She's gonna. Yep. She's gonna be on your side now in the fight. Yeah. Uh, so, so the Jack stuff, I mean, the, the, the cliffhanger from last week, you know, is he going to shoot up with his insulin? No. Yeah. He, he threw the thing against the wall, shattered a pieces. Diabetic incident. Poor Jack. <laughs> <laughs> My sugar is too low. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some jelly beans. Damn it. Chloe. 
but uh, he goes to retrieve, throw everything out, and you find the broken needle, but he keeps the vial. Oh, he's going to keep it. I'm going to have a lot of questions about this when we get to next week. Let's just uh, keep that in mind for another week from now. Um, so Kim comes in, and this is something I thought that they would have dragged it. Even, even watching these episodes, like I'm like, oh, this drags out for at least three, four weeks. But no, they immediately, beginning of episode two, after her and Chase arguing the whole first episode, no, no, today's not the day to tell your dad. She comes in, so I'm banging your partner. Like, oh, okay. Uh, He's sweating even dog. harder now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it's basically out now. And, and Jack just has such a, this is not a Jack season one, season two response. This is Jack. All right. I got to bite my tongue here. I don't want to bite off my daughter's head. I was like, well, that's good news. <laughs> Very open one. Well, that's Good news. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. <laughs> Siphon to you. <laughs> uh, but uh, this basically just sets Jack and Chase at odds for the next couple of weeks. Because the way this episode ends, though, is no, Chase, you can't come along. <laughs> All the, it's just it weird. It's weird to me that this was revealed this quickly. Like, it's a nice surprise. They didn't drag this out for the whole season. But Jack just coming to terms with this, we're suddenly like, well, she really seems like she's in love, so I'm going to keep her man safe. Like that, my I daughter don't deserves like, a good porking, and you're the man to give it to. Her. <laughs> Plow my daughter. <laughs> uh, it's just he's he's going to very quickly sideline Chase at the end. This episode doesn't make sense, but but right away he wants to have it out with Chase, so uh, he takes him out. Uh, he takes him out. Takes him, takes him out. out on a little guy's <laughs> trip. <laughs> that was unexpected. James Bestdale will not just, return. <laughs> just walk 10 paces in that direction and don't turn around. <laughs> but but uh, they have the bit of an argument where he's like, you know, oh, oh you know, you, you, you should you should be keeping my daughter safe. And this is just what it all comes down to. In this part of the storyline, I don't quite, I just don't buy it being realistic that Jack Bauer is going to be that protective over her. But uh, they do go out in the field first. Um, and... Uh, when they when they get to this house where they think that they're trying to find out who the, the body was, and it's just a heroin shack. Is that what they call them, heroin shacks? Ben, you would know, right? Uh, sure, Colin. That's the correct terminology. A heroin. It's like shake <laughs> and shack. shack. It's heroin shack. You know, yeah. instead of getting your shakes at the shake and shack, you get heroin and you shack. Like it's great. And like I really wonder when Jack basically says, "Like, all right, all right." So we got approximately thirty people in there. Uh, did you? Where do you want the backup? No backup. Like, really? No backup. That's <laughs> like, I don't know. Backup. <laughs> no backup. <laughs> get to get the backup to the chopper. We don't need them. <laughs> but he just goes in like, and does he go in there because he's hoping to score? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Well, because when they walk in and they're, they're walking past this woman shooting up heroin into the toes, he's got this look on his face like, oh, I got to try that. <laughs> that looks more like, oh, she's hot. Let's, let's, you know, got rid of Kate. Let's <laughs> shoot up heroin together, baby. Uh, sorry, the line that they had. Here's the other one. They got 30 scumbags in there. Yeah. <laughs> we got scumbags. Uh, was it sleaze bags or whatever? What was the other thing? <laughs> Slime ball uh, and stupid idiot. <laughs> and there was another one earlier in the. I, I don't know if I think it might have been from Sunny when she's on the Skype call when she's just basically like, "I'll skip the techno babble." Uh, <laughs> it's like grade eight drama class wrote the script of this one. I think. <laughs> You slime ball morons. Nerf herder. <laughs> Nerf herder. <laughs> Scruffy looking. Uh, Nerf herder. Uh, 
they find one guy where the, the, the guy immediately just blows up at them and starts shooting, shooting up at them. <laughs> He's shooting oh, guns at my arm. <laughs> you drove me to this power. <laughs> uh, we get a big shootout. This is the action sequence of the episode. It's actually a good shootout. It's again, a little bit illogical that these people would so like they haven't even identified themselves as police officers. And I would think the first thing to do is run and not start a shootout, but still it gives us a little bit of action. This episode uh, when they eventually catch a guy, this is where he goes, shut up, stupid. <laughs> like you said, line. Jack Bauer can pull it off. I want them to just dub this into every dramatic scene of 24 moving forward right now. Like, it's just like Terry dies and he's like, Terry, no, shut up, stupid. <laughs> We're going to need a hacksaw. No, Jack, shut up, stupid. Get me a hacksaw. <laughs> yeah. The bomb's going off. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Luke, Shut up, I am your father. <laughs> Shut up, stupid. I, I just want one of the songs in Kiefer's next album to be Shut Up, Stupid. <laughs> just dub it into everything. Like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. Shut up, stupid. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. It gets everywhere. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Could you tell Luke? Is that who you can tell? Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Six fighters against a Star Destroyer. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Good. Our first catch of the day. Shut up, stupid. We got to get on with the episode here, so shut up, stupid. No. Uh- <laughs> no. More lines. Shut up, stupid. Shut up, stupid. I'm hosting. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> Scumbags. <laughs> Slime ball <laughs> Nerf herder You can't say that word Only we can say that word Don't say the n-word Do you never see the family guy uh, The the Star Wars parody And they did the Empire yeah. Strikes Back And when um, she calls him a nerf herder And Peter just punches her it's like, You can't say that word Only we can say that word <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Um yeah, where were we? Jack, stupid, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, stupid. That's where. <laughs> uh, the information he, this guy eventually, because Jack is so threatening and he called him stupid, the guy finally gives up the information that uh, Goss, the, the body, Goss is the body from earlier, uh, that he was a dealer and he got everything from a guy named Carlos and Tijuana. And oh, there's a mule out there. Well, and, and like this guy's just living in a heroin shack or whatever. <laughs> and he knows all the names of everybody involved. Like I would think. If Kyle Singer's the one that they're trying to use to transport this virus, he has Kyle Singer's name? Really? He's I don't very, think I don't think you can let that get organized out. Organized heroin dealer. Like he's he's got his little notebook, <laughs> got an Excel document. It's like, oh wait, I'll get you that information, sir. And let well, me and like, up my webpage. We're gonna find out that the Salazars and everybody, they don't want Singer's identity being leaked. They don't want anybody to find Singer. And yet, guy living in a heroin shack has his name and because somebody said, shut up, stupid, he gave up all the information. Like, this guy's definitely dead after this is over. I mean, <laughs> there's no way just, he survives it, it reminds me of Austin Powers with Will Ferrell's character. It's like, you can't ask me three times. I will always tell you the truth. Damn it, three times. <laughs> uh, but this is where Jack decides, this is getting too dangerous, Chase. You got my little girl to take care of. You're going back to the office. And th- this becomes a big argument, too. It's like, Whoa, well, the guy already told us all the information he knows. Well, he might know more. Yeah, Jack has a point there. You know, yeah. this guy gave you a name. Like he might have more. Maybe he knows his exact location. Maybe he knows more people connected. Maybe he knows 
if the virus is real or it isn't like you're just going to give up because you question like right now Chase should be like, I'm on it, boss. This is obviously the most important task next to finding Singer. And you don't need two people to find Singer. He's just one kid, right? Nothing could go wrong next week. We'll find out next week. Um, yeah, I kind of think you're underselling it. I love all this stuff. I think it like it, it works. And like the the one thing that I find funny is that like with the Kim and Jack situation where it's like end of last week, it's like, dad, can I come talk to you? Like, oh, not right now. I'm busy. Beginning of this episode, like literally five minutes have passed and Kim like calls Jack. It's like, oh yeah, I found this thing for you. Oh, and dad. Remember, I want to talk to you about something personally. You said it five minutes ago to yeah. your father in real time, to which then Jack is just like, no, sweetheart, I don't have the time. Five <laughs> minutes later, Kim walks into the office, to which Jack's like, hey, honey, what's up? It's like, Dad, I really want to talk to you about something. Sure. It's like, that makes no sense. You've literally denied it two times. Are we there yet? Like, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> like, sure, honey, I've always got time for you. Um, but, I mean, having said that, doesn't everyone at CTU remember the last couple of seasons? Kim's calling. She's got up for murder yeah. again. <laughs> Um, but then like you talk about Jack having a point at the end. I think Chase has a point when like he's fighting with Kim at the beginning when Kim's all like, oh, like we really need to, you know, tell, tell dad. And Chase is kind of like, well, not really today. We've got a lot on. Like this can wait Mm -hmm. like another day. Like Chase kind of got a point. Um, well, he, he knows more than Kim though, in all fairness. True. He knows that Jack's not necessarily in the right state of mind. Because you, you actually get that scene, don't you, with Chase, when he's kind of like, you shot out some heroin yet, Jack? Like, you know, you yeah. should go on the methadone program. And he's like, damn it, Chase, I don't want this to go on record. Um, we get two dammits in this episode, by the way. We also get Jack saying, that's what she said. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't say it like in the Steve Carell way, but he literally says a line, that's what she said. And I'm like, did he just do a, that's what she said? Like, go, Jack. We're going to shut up, stupid. Shut up, stupid. Shut up, stupid. That's what she said in this episode. Um, But who is it that says, is it, I've written down a line here. I think it's Palmer says the line, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I don't know. I'm just reading through my notes here. Um, But I just, I like sort of. I love Jack's reaction to Kim. Like you said, like, this isn't what you would expect Jack to react, but this is why I love it because you kind of expect Jack to react completely different, but he just kind of sits there and is just like, that's interesting news. Um, absolutely. Is <laughs> he doing you in the reverse news. Nina? Um, like <laughs> just like, I just, I love it. And I love how Kiefer Sutherland kind of delivers this. And then even when they're in the car and Chase is all like, sir, I just want you to know that I've been doing your daughter and like, she's good. <laughs> She's really good, Jack. She swims. So she's got a great body. So the swimming body. really helps. The backstroke really helps from the reverse Nina. Um, but, but, like, I just, I love his reaction. And I love it at the end of the episode how kind of, like, Jack sidelines him. Because you're right, like, Chase, like, Jack should be handling this better. And the fact that Jack should just be like, no, Chase, like, I'm not sidelining you because of you fucking my daughter. Like, we need you to do this. And Chase should be like, oh, yeah, you're right, Jack. Like, I love how Jack's kind of using this against Chase. And I love that speech that Jack gives where he's kind of like, you know, everything in my life has been like ruined because of, you know, my job. Like my wife died, my daughter's been in danger. And then what does Chase say where he's like, well, you're saying I can't be in a relationship with your daughter or a relationship at all. And he's like, at all. You Like it's it's very mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan and um, Jack Smiggins from the, that yeah. movie we did. November Man, um, yeah. November Man, thank you. Um, but I love it. Like I love Jack giving this impassioned speech about how he's, you know, this is what I love like every now and then when you get like broken Jack about how this job has destroyed him. That adds layers to Jack and I love it. So I just love this whole impassioned speech and I love Chase's reaction at the end. I just kind of like how he's like, no, but like he's, he's, but like the way he delivered it. And again, this is why I just like the character of Chase and I like James Badge Dale's performance of it because it just, it works. And these two have such a good dynamic with each other. 
that mm-hmm. you dropped into the middle of their relationship. And like even the interrogation bit when like Jack's like, shut up, stupid. And he's like, shot this guy. And he just kind of looks at Chase and he's just like, Chase. And he puts his foot on the guy's wound, which makes him talk. Like it's just, yeah. there's just something with these two that works. They're in sync. Um, they are. They, and it works so well. Like it's, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it about how you feel like sometimes this is like trying to be the new Jack. I, I never get this is trying to be the new Jack. I just, it's just somebody working with Jack and how that's going to work together. You know what I mean? So it's, here's a controversial thing. You're going to laugh at me, whatever. Ha ha. You like well done steak. It's kind of like jinx in die another day. Like I just, I just, they work in cahoots with each other. You know, they're not trying to make it Ugh. like this is the new James Bond. Um, It's just like, it's just somebody who does the similar things and they work together. So um, yeah, I love it. I think it works really, really good. And the limited action we get works. Um, And I kind of like how they've got an argument at the end and, you know, Kim's fine. Like, Kim, can we just talk about Alicia Cuthbert? Like, it, she's good. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's tolerable, and we like her, and she's doing well. And yeah, she probably shouldn't have just told. But like, I like what you say. Like, you think this is going to be dragged out, but it's just ten minutes into the second episode. Oh, okay, that's yeah. it. Cool. Moving on then. Sweet. So, no, I like it all. I like all this stuff. It, I think it works really they well. They avoid making they avoid making it a television cliche by yeah. not dragging it out, which doing it at the beginning of episode two was the right way too, because you tease the episode or tease the audience into thinking with episode one, that this is going to be that television cliche. Yeah. And then they immediately just do away with it. You know, one thing I want to say, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I do like the way Jack does it, but it's just, it's very, it's different because it's inconsistent with his character. Now there's a reason that these actions are inconsistent with his character. I mean, he's, he is a very high strung individual, even when he's not on heroin. <laughs> the fact that when he's on heroin or or coming off of heroin, he's so irritable and he's he's blowing up at everybody else. The fact that with Kim, he is like, well, that's good news, you know. Uh, <laughs> it, there's a reason for it. The reason being that, like, you can see how hard he is trying to keep Kim, to keep Kim safe, and to keep him, you know, in a good relationship with his daughter. To, to interrupt yeah. you, sorry, like he says that the reason why do you think I put him here at ctu to keep an eye on her so that you get him admitting that yeah exactly and to see that change of behavior i mean it's it's drastic what's unusual about it is that we're so not used to this with jack um but subtly it is meant to be that way you're meant to see that even in the worst conditions jack will be so non-jack like when it comes to kim now you know this is this is totally different than we got in season one and season two uh and when you get like the the argument with chase i mean i i feel like maybe he could have been a little bit harsher to chase then because yes it's revolving around kim uh but it's just when he suddenly he brings him into the heroin shack or whatever and then he's suddenly like no now you gotta go back it got a little bit dangerous in here chase i don't want you getting hooked on heroin because you saw how sexy that needle in the foot looked you know <laughs> uh, it, that it just becomes a little bit too quick of a shift although the reason for it being obviously that that this this whole season is going to be about my life is done but i can help kim i can do something for kim yeah, and I, it's a good point. Like, it is kind of odd that he says, like, no, it's too dangerous after he's already brought him to a dangerous situation. But I also picture it as, like you said, like, he's he's high-strung. He's not thinking properly. And also, he legitimately needed his help on that raid. Whereas, you know, this next bit, it's kind of like, okay, well, now, like, I just think he just, again, go back to what I said, like, he handles it differently. Like, and I, I put that to him being strung. Like, he literally could have just had the conversation with Chase going, like, no. This has got nothing to do with Kim. Like, you need to interrogate him. You'd be doing this if I didn't find out you're fucking my daughter. Um, yeah. You know, do your job. Um, so, yeah. But, um, you, I mean, talking about what you're saying about the actors, though, like, I mean, 
just Kiefer is just Kiefer plays a. I mean, maybe Kiefer got it was a method actor, so he got in some heroin for this. Kiefer's <laughs> on. Oh, I need some drugs. They um, really had to twist his arm. <laughs> yeah, Kiefer, we need you to take heroin. You turn around, he's already got it in the arm. Um, like I thought you'd. I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Gonna steal a oh, car wait, when I was twelve years you old. You wanted to be part of the show? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it makes sense. I'm gonna climb that Christmas tree over there. I can, I, I can write this off as a tax expense now. Nice. Give <laughs> yeah. me my tax agent. You know that heroin we bought in the last couple of years? Fucking tax write off. Wait. I can buy that new Porsche that I gave to you know. <laughs> to Jamie. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think it's a good. And, and uh, like, are you saying you you love this whole shootout at the the heroin shack? Like, again, yeah. to me, it's just it becomes a little. It's just a little bit illogical that, that it goes this far. I mean, unless it this is. guy, he doesn't know it's a virus. You know, if this guy was just like, oh, they're gonna arrest me, I'm sure that some guy who's strung out in heroin in the middle of a shack has already lost everything and wouldn't necessarily think my life is over because but, some cops are here. Yeah, but like, I I think. I'm not as I, I I mean this guy is a you know he's a little weasel like I mean that's the point of him like you get him on the phone to slime Kyle ball. before and well it's slime ball you get him on the phone to Kyle before and he's just kind of he's just he's a loose cannon and I kind of I like it how he explains this about how he's like like yeah like they just wanted to get somebody with no record who would just you know simply bring it over the border and do this and do that and it's kind of like well you need to have some sort of level of people who are going to um you know be in that world and you're going to have people like this. Like, there's no Gustavo Fring who's going to be like, you know, ticking every box and crossing every, you know, dotting every I, crossing every T to make sure that everything's perfect and nothing can come back to him. Like, you know, I think kind of the Salazar's are just going to be like, cool, this guy deals heroin in LA. We'll let him deal with it. You know what I mean? So I think kind of it, it, it makes sense to me. And yeah, like I feel like maybe they've just got some street wars going on in the heroin world in LA in like 2003 that they need guns and just start shooting people who come into buildings. And Jack looks like a secret agent. Come on. Okay. You look like that secret agent from England. <laughs> You're that English secret <laughs> agent from England. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me as much. And it's like, it's good. Like this is our first real action of the show. Like of this season, I should say of the show in 50 episodes. We've never had any action in 24 never. until now. Um, but it yeah, took heroin I mean, to bring us action. That's touched by an angel. Never had any action to the 50th episode. And then a, a bad angel touched someone. And then there was a shootout. <laughs> the controversial 50th episode of touched by an angel. <laughs> Only seen once and never before seen again. Coming soon to our Patreon. Uh, we will discuss <laughs> the 50th episode of touched by an angel. The, the episode where, that where, shudders down people's spines. <laughs> where Roman Downey introduced heroin to heaven. <laughs> Welcome to heaven. Have some heroin. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, well, well, I guess rate this one, uh, rank it. Um, I, I really want to say I'd buy this episode because it's still some good stuff, but it's something very interesting they did with season three. They spent the whole first episode just setting up the the virus and all that, that we didn't quite get into a lot of the the subplots and the relationships and everything. And, and this episode is more a traditional season one or season one or season two premiere. This is more in line with what we get. We're going to introduce all the dynamics with the characters and uh, David's drama and Chase and Jack's drama and Kim's drama and all that. Uh, no Chloe drama yet. That's still to come. Uh, looking forward to it. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, so much. The first episode was just so heavy on the virus, which was, it was, it was, so cinematic and like, like a 24 movie that maybe I just feel like this one's a bit of a step down. I don't think I could bring myself to buy it though. I think it's a, a pretty solid rent. Oh, 
Well, I'm breaking yeah. tradition on the Oz Network because in season one, we both bought the premiere and then rented the second episode. In season two, we bought the premiere and then <laughs> rented the second episode. You've done that. I'm not. I'm buying this episode. Um, I like it. Like, it, it just, it works. I'm, it's similar to what I said last week. Like, it goes by quickly. I feel like you, you don't, you're not sitting here going like, oh my God, how long has this episode got to go to and everything like that. But like... I enjoy it. Like, it's not as good as last week, but I still think it's a thoroughly good episode. Um, it's intriguing, and it's still making me want to watch more. And I've got that to the point where I've ranked this 21st. I've ranked this just below the pilot mm. episode, and I've ranked this above, like, uh, one, two, three, four season two buys. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got this at 21st out of 50. So I like it. Uh, it works. It's a good episode to me. Shut up, stupid. Um, I've got this 10 spots lower than you. I've got it at 31. Uh, which still has it about halfway in between my rents. Uh, it's it's definitely not terrible. Um, I kind of looked at the episodes that are around this. I've got this just below episode three of season two. Putting anything season two higher just feels wrong. But uh, uh, And then right in between that and episode 21 of season one. So got a nice string of season two, season three, season one episodes here. Uh, definitely nothing wrong with it. But maybe if this was episode three or episode four and it wasn't following episode one, uh, my expectations wouldn't have been as high, but still, I feel like there's some stuff in this episode where it's like, eh, not the best thing we've ever seen, but then other stuff that I really like, but I'm, I'm coming out of this, you know, more, even though I'm a little bit critical about chase, I'm coming out of this more high on chase two episodes in than I thought I would be. Um, and more high on Wayne than I thought it would be. So, um, there's some wins in the season already only two episodes in DB Woodside, James Badge Dale and Janet Jackson are in a movie. Are you still watching it? Uh, dump Janet Jackson. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> is also in it, uh, and Jennifer Garner uh, are all in this movie. But Janet yes. Jackson's in it. <laughs> then yes, I might skip Janet scenes, but yes, <laughs> now but I'm she in. is a star. She's in every scene in the movie. Oh, <laughs> I would figure out a way to tough it out and make it work. <laughs> I, I just don't. I need to know why you dislike her. Like, why? What is wrong with her? I, I, I don't even know if I could tell you. Like, A, I don't think her music is good. Oh. I find her voice, there's something about her voice kind of, I mean, Michael Jackson has one of the greatest voices of all time, you know? Janet Jackson has an adequate voice. And oh. it's just- uh, And Latoya has a better one? <laughs> no, I didn't say I like Latoya as a singer. I said I like her as being a crazy person, you know? If Janet embraced her crazy more, maybe she'd be a little bit higher up in my Jackson rankings. What about Scream? Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson duet. That's a great song. Most expensive oh, film I do like that in history. Song. That one, I can I can listen to that one, yeah. God, you just you can't bag me out for well done. So I'm gonna, uh, I would say ask Noel, but we know Noel's opinion on Janet Jackson. He's gonna hate her too. Like he's a racist, <laughs> but um <laughs> it's what, what is wrong with you? No one dislikes Janet Jackson. I mean, I do. And as you said, Noah probably does. Yeah, but Noah doesn't like good music. Noah likes like all that grunge crap. So like he's automatically, he doesn't like white chicks. He doesn't count. <laughs> all the white chicks has suddenly become like, like the benchmark for taste in Ben's eyes. It's coming from the guy who likes Literally. to die another day. Um, really. Literally, like. we record an episode and Ben mentions <laughs> White Chicks being a good movie. And for the first time ever, I have so much pause. I literally can't get words on my mouth. I'm like, what? I just, I just, I just, at the White point chicks. of recording this, whenever I like meet someone new and I all of a sudden bring up my steak preference, I get judged for my well done <laughs> steak preference. I get judged for wanting to wear a fedora. You're the only person who backs me up on the fedora, love. Um, <laughs> listen, to the answer I get all the time does anyone look good in a fedora? And I'm like, Ian Summerholder looks good in a fedora. Uh, <laughs> and he does. That's a, that's a beautiful man right there. Um, but anyway, screw you. Janet Jackson's great. 
All right. Well, you can be wrong. Uh, <laughs> shut up, stupid. <laughs> Janet Jackson is not great. <laughs> Jeez. Um, that's my comeback. Listen to Rhythm Nation. That's right. a great well, song. What is it? Which one? R- Rhythm Nation. Oh, no, no, no. I don't like it. No. We uh, are a part of a real. Yeah. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up, stupid. No. Black Cat, like, great song. Um, Control. Come on. No, great no, song. No, no, no. What's that together runaway song? Oh, again. I hate that runaway song. Together again. Every time I go, every smile I see. And the smile I hey, shut up! Shut up, shut up, stupid! Shut up! Shut up, stupid! Leave her alone. She's great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end this before it gets worse. <laughs> More Janet comes in. Tell me uh, you would not week. listen to Taylor Swift over Janet Jackson. I would listen to Taylor Swift or Janet oh, Jackson. <laughs> no, no, the, the, any form of respect I ever had for you is gone. Like, just gone. No one should ever oh. make that sentence. For the man who likes his steaks well done and his pasta yes. baked yes. and <laughs> his Madonna on 24-7, I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> Good. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid scumbag. Uh, next week. Have you watched it yet? I already watched I it. I have not events. watched it yet, no. Uh, like we said, we have my favorite random character getting introduced, and uh, as well, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Latoya, <laughs> the Tito. real man behind the, the real man behind the Salazars. Yes, you mean Tito? Uh, Tito's what we had last night for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do the rush hours. <laughs> we never last next we just year. Pissing ourselves. <laughs> next year, twenty fifth anniversary, maybe. Hey, true. Uh, but uh, it's so funny that like we're we're critical of season two for rush rush rush. <laughs> I almost feel like if I describe next week, it's gonna feel like rush 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 because uh, we already are going to kind of have a bit of the virus outbreak. Sort of, we'll see. Uh, and the the singer thing is gonna be kind of out in the open, and Chase is gonna be sidelined some more. But there's 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 a fun random character. That Colin's a big fan of, and I barely remember coming in the season. I don't even know who we're talking about. Like, I can't even <laughs> think of fun random character in season three. It's the like, other. Do- it's the other doctor. I'll just say it now. The other doctor who becomes Jack's partner for a week or two. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I think I remember you talking about. It. I thought Janet was back. I'm like, how do you like <laughs> Janet the character when you don't like Janet Jackson? Like, her name's Janet. Come on, that's the like only automatic- good Janet. Oh, I don't know, Janet. Is there another favorite Reno? Janet? <laughs> I was about to say Janet Reno. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking Janice from Friends, but um, damn it, Janet, Janet from oh, you don't like the fucking Rocky yeah, Horror I Picture don't show, like you. Rocky Horror Picture Show. How like what is like? How do I know you? Like why do I talk to you? But I love the Golden Girls. Oh, I mean, I think most people with a brain would choose Rocky Horror Picture Show over the Golden Girls. I think you're wrong on that. <laughs> I Let's don't think pulling, I am. Let's start pulling your friends. <laughs> I don't go to midnight screenings of the Golden Girls dressed in drag. Like, I mean, you know. Like, I mean, they I mean, got I Golden could. Girls Monopoly, Golden Girls coloring books, Golden Girls puzzles. But do they have a Golden Girls statue in Hamilton, New Zealand, celebrating the creator <laughs> of Golden? No, they don't. All right. I bet you they do. We'll ask Rocky's <laughs> opinion. Uh, oh, don't ask Rocky. Rocky doesn't count. Rocky will answer in like four hours. <laughs> I love that. Coming from the guy, it's so funny. I, I told Jamie I was supposed to start recording today and then, uh, she, she came down to bring me breakfast. I got a breakfast on a weekday. There you go. Not just weekends. Uh, <laughs> she brings me breakfast. She's like, oh, uh, if you don't start recording it, I'm like, no, Ben pulled a Rocky. <laughs> so now you're Rocky. <laughs> well, I mean, did I pull a Rocky? When was that? Last week? Well, I don't know. You you, you showed up late. That's why you pulled oh, a Rocky. Oh, today? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Did I not tell you that 8.30 is probably my new recording time for at least the next week and a half? So it's not really late. I was technically... Well, shut up. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> shut up, stupid. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go listen to Janet Jackson. I am. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we'll get some non-Janet next week. Thankfully, finally. Uh, but we're going to punch a kid in the face. We're really going to want to punch him in the face next week. Oh, is it Kyle? <laughs> we're just, yeah, well, we're just going to start finding random kids to punch in the face because we can't get to Kyle. It's been, it's uh, been 51 boy, episodes and finally 24 is crossing the taboo of punching a kid in the face. <laughs> We've been waiting for it. Old ladies and kids. We've just been waiting to punch somebody. Uh, but, but oh, somebody's going to become collateral damage because of that kid we want to punch in the face next week. So it'll be sad. Oh, Tony. Uh, is that next oh, week? We missed, do we, yeah, it is next week. Yeah. Aww. Which probably happened because Carlos Bernard really did get shot in the face. Yeah, and they got to cover for this. Is oh, this is missed, his crutches for season you, you missed two? A very, you missed a very important scene of Michelle and Kim having a deep and meaningful about marriage in the bathroom this week. Um, oh, how did I miss that? Oh, it was very, it's very sweet. Kim and Michelle bonding <laughs> over love. Girl talk. Yeah, I somehow missed it in my notes. Uh, but we didn't do trivia. Do we have a trivia in your book? Uh, not in the book. It's it's talking about heroin addiction and Alicia Cuthbert being in <laughs> in CTU. Alicia Cuthbert and, having heroin addiction. And the website, it's literally, Kim points to files on Chase's laptop, but the camera pans around to show his screen to be blank. <laughs> this marks the first time that counter-terrorist unit gets a title card during the previously on 24 segment. Oh, and then this episode is the 50th episode, which we already said. Episode 50. Um, so we're, we're already, I guess that put, technically puts us a quarter of the way past the quarter of the waypoint through the series. Yes. Their initial series, not counting Live Another Day. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say Legacy, yeah. no one counts that. Um, yeah, 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 no, you'd be right. Yep, yep, we're getting yeah, there. Because if, well, if you count Redemption, let's say if you, we're going to do it as one, but if you count Redemption as like two episodes or whatever, then we're literally, I think, right at the halfway point. Uh, of the whole quarter show? Quarter of the way. No. Quarter, quarter of the way. Well, yeah, quarter we're not way. halfway quarter. yet. That'd be the end of season four would be halfway. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. No, uh, you're right. You're you're right eighty percent of the time. So just get better music taste. Yeah. Go listen to the Go Go's. Jesus, the Go Go's are amazing. Don't you compare the Go Go's to Janet Jackson? Okay. Um, I'll gladly look at their record sales and awards one between the pair of them to see who is often coming out on top there. So well, uh, the Go Go's were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Go Go's are the only Janet Jackson was all female inducted. <laughs> the only all-female group to ever be number one on Billboard. I, I, I think. Go. I was going to say Golden Girls. The Go Go Girls. The Go Go Girls. Way better than Janet Jackson. <laughs> no, I'd rather see the go the Golden Girls sing "Our Lips Are Sealed" than the Go Go's. Uh <laughs> oh, shut up, stupid! <laughs> this is turned into Madonna versus Rihanna all over again. Honestly, no, I'd Janet rather the Hillary and Haley Duff version of "Our Lips Are Sealed" than the Go Go's. <laughs> did they do a cover? They did. Uh Okay, well then, I have more respect for them then. <laughs> and we did a cover of that, but not Rhythm Nation. To see the Duff sisters perform, yes, please. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Haley Duff was in Third Watch. Uh, you know she's got smarts. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> yep. If if if, uh, if the if the Go Go's are in Third Watch, maybe I'd watch listen to them more. Maybe they were. Okay. Have you ever listened to every song in the soundtrack? Eve was in actually. Eve was in Third Watch, but not the Go Go's. See, like you know, <laughs> Wycliffe Jean was in Third Watch. Gene Simmons was in Third Watch, but not the Go Go's. Well, I'm pretty sure they were broken up at that point. Uh, well, we'll so see. they should do the service of music. Stop picking on the Go Go's, stupid! 
That's the best line you've ever said on this show. Stop picking on the go-go. <laughs> the Colin Hill story. Way, we- Stop picking on the go-go. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap this up, Rocky has responded uh, with a picture of B. Arthur. There we go. Golden Girls over Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, yeah, we are. Doesn't count with Rocky's it, opinions. Don't count. His name is Rocky. Of course, it counts. If oh, his name Rocky. was, I don't know, uh, Betty Rossi or Dorothy Rossi or something like that, then it would be slanted. But this is Rocky. I, Rocky. I've hugged Rocky now, so you know, like I've I've, I've touched that man. Uh, <laughs> touched by Rocky. <laughs> the spin-off. Touched by Rocky. <laughs> It, ask him, does he prefer Touched by an Angel or Janet Jackson? <laughs> we might get this next week, uh, but I will ask him. Uh, all right, so we will be back next week with the answer to the age old question Touched by an Angel or Janet Jackson? <laughs> uh, and we'll be back with the Rocky. We'll be back. We'll be back with the Rocky. Um, there's only one way to end this. I think it's appropriate. My name is Colin, and shut up, stupid. And my name is Ben, and we are a part of the Rhythm Nation. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)